welcome to the Beer Crime Bulletin. I'm your host, Paul Squires, and each show we'll be bringing you all the latest news and info on Bjerkrim's rebuilding in 2016 to get the club back to where it belongs in Norwegian football. It may have been two weeks since our last show, but what a two weeks it's been. Welcome to episode four, and a special welcome to all our new listeners tuning into the podcast for the first time, now available through iTunes. In tonight's packed instalment, we'll be looking at last Saturday's gruelling trip to Mostar, last week's game at Unheim, and also last night's game at Risker 2. As always, we're joined by Bjerkrim manager Paul Wanderlis. Hi, Paul. Hello, as always. Thank you for having me. Great, thanks for joining us. We have a lot to cover, so let's jump straight in. So, last Saturday, we made the arduous five-hour trip north to play league leaders Mostar. We suffered a 3-0 loss against a very, very informed side, with also having Kim Rune Kastet sent off after two yellows. Goals came on 18 minutes from Per Skimmerland, 70 minutes from Martin Skimmerland, and then finally Ruben Peterson sealed the win with a third in the dying minutes. That must have made the five-hour trip home feel like an eternity, Paul. Well, it's a bit less than five hours, unfortunately. I have to admit to you, I got the timing wrong. It took about three and a half. Oh, that wasn't too um, bad. So, <laughs> a bit shorter of a journey on the way home. Um, it, it wasn't the best the best um, day, and definitely one I don't want to relive. Um, it was a day when the players got in the neck due to... In my in my opinion, it was lack lack of um, determination on the day. Unfortunately, um, I don't know if it was due to the travel. Um, I don't know um, the the reasons behind it. We've had a look and tried to determine what what exactly went wrong. But it was definitely a day to forget. We did go up there with a weakened side due to people with injuries and work and other commitments. But um, yeah, it was definitely a, a day to forget. Unfortunately, their first goal was one from nothing. Um, a strike which I don't even think they expected to score. Then after the sending off, they scored from the free kick resulting from the foul. Um, and then late on, they got the third when we'd pretty much collapsed by that point, unfortunately. The uh, the the morale of being 2 or 3 nil down had finally hit. So, I mean, as you said, we had a lot of players missing. So that would have given a chance to a lot of the fringe guys. You know, we were committed in training, but now we're getting the chance. How do you feel that they played? Um, going away from that game, I wouldn't say anybody can go away with their heads held high. Okay. Um, it was it was a performance to forget. Um, the players know how I feel, so I won't go into detail on it. Um, but anybody who was there on the day knows my thoughts. Okay, fair enough. So, taking away coming away from our guys, the opponents did they actually play like league leaders, or was luck playing a part of it? I think the distance they are away from everybody definitely helps because I do fancy when they come down to Vika, so I've got a feeling we can turn them over. Well, that's what I was going to say because obviously that was a bit of a gruelling trip for us and, and you know that may have had some part to play with, with our guys not being on, on top of the game, but then they've got to come down and visit us, so hopefully it'll work in, in our favour that way as well. That's so- the hope. So the sending off of Kim for two yellows, he got picked his first yellow up on eight minutes quite early on, and then his second on sixty nine. Do you think they were both justified? Um, they both they were both tackles. They were both attempts to win the ball. Um, it happens in football. Um, okay. At the end of the day, he was he was putting himself about, which is the role I asked on on the day was for for Kim to get stuck in. And one thing Kim always brings to the table is hard work and effort. And Brilliant. He did what was asked, which was to get in the faces of the opposition, and unfortunately, a couple of the tackles caught the eye of the referee. 
Fair enough. That's just more unfortunate than anything. Okay. All right. So after that, last Thursday night, we made the short trip to play Unheim in their new stadium where the home side ran out and beat us 4-1 winners. But despite the scoreline and despite the new gleam in the stadium, they were proud to show off. None of these were the main talking points from the game. Paul, it was in fact the atrociously poor standard of refereeing on display from the match official Christian Temsland. Well, I think it's best in case the Norwegian FA decide to listen to the Bjerkeheim Bulletin that um, I bite my tongue on this one <laughs> and um, be careful with what I say. But it was a, a very, very disappointing evening with um, a few decisions which could have, should have and would have gone the other way on a different day, including when we were 1-0 to the good. Our striker threw on goal. All he had to do was release the shot and score the goal and um, he gets brought down from behind for the referee to wave play on Wow! Um, which is very frustrating because they went up the other end and scored, scored. it's always the way in football isn't it um, it was a frustrating evening and um, what I will say is coming off the back of the Moster game um, the determination and the effort I saw from the team was totally different and it was fantastic to see a reaction which I asked Brilliant. for um, and as I say, I think if we went 2-0 up, I don't think there would have been a chance for Undheim to get back into the game, especially when their equalising goal came from their first attempt, the ball running through our keeper, our keeper collects it, they two-foot tackle the keeper, he he drops the ball due to the challenge, and then they put it in the back of the net. But it it's a it's a frustrating evening because it it from I I personally felt from minute one to minute ninety we were playing against twelve men. Um, now I know as you say it was a brand new stadium, so maybe a certain person on the pitch wanted to get his name in the paper. Yes, yeah. Okay, so our goal came from Andrea Sletterberg on 13 minutes, which, as you say, made it 1-0 up. Uh, and then it was pretty much a, a minute or two later that they got their equaliser. Uh, after half-time, Torstein Taktal Brace got them back out in front. And then the fourth came from Marius Underheim with about 15 minutes left on the clock. One of the... Um, to add to insult to injury on a couple of things there. We also had Torbjorn Solberg sent off again for two yellow cards in, in quick succession um, within pretty much three or four minutes of each other. Do you think they were justified? Did the referee get this right? Nope. Okay. Um, the, se- the second yellow card was a, a, a tackle where he won the ball. Um, it very, very clearly won the ball. Um, and I genuinely, I just, I can't put my finger on why it was a, a second yellow. There was, it wasn't a bad tackle. It wasn't an aggressive tackle. He won the ball. It's, um, it's one of them games, Paul, where unfortunately we got bent over and screwed for minute one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that probably we better leave it. What obviously another the second that didn't help is keeper Jostein Merkestal went off injured, and we ended up with striker Per Ari Svela going in goal. Um, how do you think he was in goal? He's he's not too bad. He played in goal in pre-season um, due to the keeper being absent, and yeah. we actually won the game. But um, what I will say is, um, it's not Per's best position in terms of what he wants to do. So we have to say well done to him for taking the decision himself. He took the decision to go in goal. Um, so I want to thank him for that. Fantastic. No, that was that was a proper team spirit, team, you know, 
taking one for the team as such. Okay, so moving on, do you feel that the Undyne played, you know, that much better? It's better to warrant a 4-1 scoreline? Um, Undyne were a very, very good football inside. They did not play long. They played football. They tried to get down. They played nice one-two passing. They played short. Um, they were definitely a good side. They deserved to score goals. But as I say, I think if we went 2-0 up, there's no way the morale of one time would have got them sure. back into the game. Yeah. So okay. it's a, it's, it's, it was a tough one to take. Okay. Um, so there was a number of new faces again in this team. How, do you, how did you feel they played and, and stepped up to the mark? I think there was definitely positives throughout the team, and um, without focusing on individuals, I really do think, as a, as a team team effort, I was pleased with the the reaction I got after the as I say after the Moster game. Okay, all right, brilliant, and something to be aware of, Paul. Um, I don't know whether you know this, and it might be best you don't make comment. Um, according to the league's website, uh, we're going to due to have the same referee for our away game at Tonstad on the twelfth of September. So that might be something to bear in mind for future. And trying Fantastic. To, yeah, Thank you for I, dropping I thought, that on me. I thought you'd be pleased with that, but I thought it might give you a couple of months' notice. Um, and obviously trying to end this conversation part on a bit of a lighter note, Paul. Undime's new ground, was it nice? No, dreadful. Oh, okay. Um, it, 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 was, it was like going back to school. Oh, right. Okay, all right, moving swiftly on then. Okay, so up next was for Biakrime was last night. It was our third away trip on the bounce to the Risca Stadion to meet Risca 2, the reserve side of the club higher up the league. They beat us 2-0 with both goals coming pretty much in the last 10 minutes from Sindre Stragboli and then Thomas Veer with five minutes left. Um, so coming into this, they were second in the table, scoring an average of four goals per game and only conceding one. So, considering that, that we only conceded the two, it, it's got to be a positive. Mentally, we could have done with a home game against a side lower down the table, near us, and not an away game against another free-scoring team-chasing program uh, promotion. Sorry, But in the end, Paul, despite the scoreline, the lads put in a great performance, and actually we were unlucky to get beat. I was actually happy to have this game come up because we getting them out the way. The, the, the three away games have been against three very good sides. Yeah. Um... So it means they they gone now, they finished. But this was a game where I genuinely said to the players before before um before last night in training that it was almost a free hit because nobody expected us to go there and do anything. Um, sure. some that I'd been stopped I'd been stopped in the street last week and somebody said, Oh, it's gonna be a tough one next week. How how many are you counting? And I said to him, I said, You need to show a bit more respect to the players. I said, um We've got a really good side, and I, I think as long as we go there and put in a performance, I'm happy. Um, yes. People, people need to understand that in the bigger picture, we're building something long term here, not short term. Not short term. And yeah. The the short term goal is to develop the football and style of the team. Then long term results will come. And um, last night was a. 10 steps forward situation and I mean that we stepped forward so many steps um, if there was a possession stat if there was somebody on the side keeping check we would have had above 60% possession um, and for the first 15 minutes of the first half we dominated and until their penalty in the second half we were by far 
the better team. We um we kept the ball short. I changed the tactic a little bit. I dropped Ola back, um, who was captaining for the third game in a row. Um, he's captained in all three away games. Um, and yeah, Ola dropped back to play more um, deep lying starting position, and it just worked superbly. We played very short. Um, nothing went long. We were playing out of defence. We were playing through midfield. We were playing wide through the middle. Um, and Riska did not know what hit them. I think they expected to come up against a team who's bottom of the league with no confidence. Where yeah. they actually come up with the t- up against a team who's just got through our pre-season. We've come up against a couple of good teams, but we're building something and we actually have a lot of confidence. And, and um, you, should, you should, you and the players should take confidence from the fact that you know when you you put tactics in with with guys like Otto dropping back and 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 you know that you can control and game and you can get that possession control of the uh, of the game and put you know far superior sides when you look at it on paper um, in the home ground and, and take control of the game from them. Exactly, I think um, uh, it it was one of them games where on the sideline I knew what we were doing and I knew it was working. I felt really happy that the tactic which I I put together for the players, the players are buying into it now, and I think Brilliant. week by week the players who come each week are believing more and more in what's happening, and they are becoming more of a footballing team. We're not just a kick long and hope team. We are a very good football team to come and watch now and I think each week we're only gonna get better. Um and we had a it was a funny situation during the second half if I've got time to tell you Paul. Sure. Um we had a shot about ten minutes into the second half and um it was our first shot of the second half after just playing nice short football around in the midfield. And one of the people on the in the on who was watching in the stand um, they cheered like a sarcastic cheer right? and um, I heard the opposition's bench kind of turn around and shut them up um, and the, the reason behind that was the opposition's bench were getting more and more frustrated because the dugouts were right next to each other um, like we were literally five metres apart Wow! and I could hear the assistant and the manager talking throughout the second half and they were worried because we were getting more and more forward, we were passing and for the first 10-15 minutes of the second half they must have, they only had the ball when they were clearing it from defence and all we were missing was that final pass um, and it is something we worked on and as a lot of people will say football's judged by results and yes at the end of the season it is but you need to put something together before you can get the results and yeah, that they, was, they don't come overnight that was not in place uh, when I took over and that is something I, again I want to reiterate when I come into the club we had nothing and you can't just walk onto the pitch with people who don't play football and get, get victories sure. you have people who can play football and then people who can play football <laughs> and we are developing a team who are going to go out there and when the opposition leave they leave saying, we got taught a lesson tonight. Yes. And that's what we're becoming. We are becoming that. Last night, last night, I honestly believe all the players left last night knowing that they are football players now. They know how good they can be because we took a team who had players who are on the books of a team a lot higher up. And we taught them a lesson at times in that game. 
Um, Fantastic. So it's it's and, working. It's not just the confidence that you guys are getting. It's actually scaring the the opposition, and, and it's making it's, them sit back and, and it's take getting notes. there. Because I mean, the frustrating thing as well, Paul, is that their penalty they got in the the 80th minute. Um, our goalkeeper actually saved it. Um, and Dar- it was actually a Scottish goalkeeper Darren Ross who Aaron. actually made his debut in goal last Brilliant. night. Um, and he was superb. Um, absolutely superb. And he saved the penalty. But unfortunately, the goalkeeper, um, the referee said he dived forward, which, as far as I'm concerned, is not against the rules. But yeah. he he made that be retaken, and they scored the retaken penalty. Then their second goal, it was a wonderful strike. It was a wonderful strike, Paul. But nine out of ten of them would go 20 yards over. So right. you've just got to say, fair play, you've got the second, but you've got the chance to to get in the lead from a retaken penalty and we need to take positives from that. I do sound like a, a manager in my own bubble here, but we, <laughs> we really no. do need to take the positives from it. Absolutely. I mean, coming off the back of, of, of those other two defeats, you know, as you say, it, it could be a case of other teams expecting a team, you know, low on confidence, they, you know, that they, they're not doing too well. And to go there and, and be a solid, you know, good tactical footballing team rather than a bunch of players and, and, and putting them on the back foot. And when you say they, they only caught their first break by the, the referee's decision to make it retaken. Yeah, I mean, the referee had a good game, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna <laughs> jump, jump on him for that. I spoke to him after the game. He gave, my, he gave his opinion on what happened. Um, at the end of the day, I'm on the dugout in the, on, the, on the halfway line, Paul. So sure. if he's given me his view, all I can say is, OK, thank you for the day game. Yeah. I shook his hand and we, we left like that. I mean, he had, a, he had a good game. He didn't give any crazy decisions throughout the game. So at the end of the day, it's fair play to him for giving his honest opinion at the end of the all day. All right, brilliantly. And it was good that he took his time out to explain his decision as well because he knew it was obviously so key. Okay, so thankfully this is the last of our tough run of three away games in 11 days against the top three sides in our division. And now it's a nice break of 12 days to rest mentally and physically before we meet Wagner's at home in Vikasaw on the 30th of May. What will be the focus for you and the guys on training during this break? It's attacking play because um, we're not scoring enough goals, Paul. Um we 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 stand to play as I said. We stand to play beautiful football, absolutely beautiful. Some of the one-two passing, it was pass, move, pass, move all the time. But it's just either that killer ball, or yeah. when you're getting when you're getting in that goal-scoring chance, you may be rushing it, or the the crosses are not too well. We also had a fair few set pieces last night, Paul, which went straight to the goalkeeper. So I want to work on them as well. So that's something to work on. That's always a a, a good option. And certainly using some of the taller guys for corners and things like that might be uh, something for us to look forward to in the future. Definitely, definitely. Brilliant. Okay, so obviously remembering as well that we're still actually unbeaten at home. So what are your initial thoughts on the Evergreen's game a week on Monday? Um, it's the game I've earmarked as our first three points of the season in terms of Brilliant. victories. Um, we need we need to win it. We're going to win it. Um, we we develop each week as a side. I've got two more training sessions next week before the match. Um, I'm gonna look at possibly a third one, but I'm un- unsure due to work commitments of the players because at the end of the day, these lads are going on working hard every day, sure. so I can't keep dragging them into training. Um, but the training sessions we do have, they're going to be intense, they're going to be hard, they're going to be fast. Um, and we will go out there and we will show them what type of a side we are at the end of the day, Paul. 
Fantastic. Well, you wonder if they had somebody watching last night's game, then they will be going back reporting that, you know, this is an outfit that we need to take notice of and, and, and be worried about. I hope so. Okay. Because then they might, they might sit a little bit deeper. <laughs> yes, even better. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. So, other than the three games that we were involved in, there have only been three other matches played in our division since our last podcast two weeks ago. Undheim beat Varganes, our next opponent's 4-3, just before we played them, making it eight goals in two games scored for Undheim. A 90th minute consolation was all Helleland could manage in their 2-1 defeat by previously bottom side Froyland 2. And then finally, last night's opponents, Risker 2, destroyed Lie by four goals to one away from home. That's should also put in perspective how well Biakrim did just to concede the two when they were at Risker's home ground. So the table shows at the top we have Risker 2 on 15 points from 6 games, Moster who we played last week on 13 points from 5, and in third it's Undheim on 10 points from 5. At the opposite end of the table, sadly it's still ourselves on the bottom in ninth with 3 points from 6, then it's Lyon and Tonstead just above us both with 4 points from 5 games. If you haven't already done so, head over to the English section of the Biakrim website to read this month's issue of our club magazine. The club's new website is available in both English and Norwegian, and you can find it at www.biakrimfootball.com. Check out the club's Facebook page at Biakrim IL Football for videos and news, and on Twitter, the club's official account is at Biakrim IL. Make sure you go and give them a like, a follow, and a read. That's it for tonight. Apologies, it's been one with too much good news in, but when you think about it, that's why we all love football. It's the low times and the defeats we suffer which make those victories taste oh so much sweeter. And let's hope for a sweet taste next month, a week on Monday. Thanks for joining us again tonight, Paul. It's no problem. I've actually got a surprise for you. I wanted to save till the last little bit. Um, just so you know, Paul, that next Wednesday, before the training session, I'll be doing another live um, Facebook recording. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. Um, I'll sit down for 10 minutes before training starts as the players arrive and pull a couple over. That will be brilliant. So make sure you tune into Facebook and, and get on there and, 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 and meet some of the players. And if you've got any questions, you can pop them on screen and, and Paul will get the guys to answer them. Definitely. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks for listening and see you next time. Had a bra.